Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast, the show that is designed to bring together all those who play, work, live and love games in this lovely city of ours, or at least inside our homes in this lovely city of ours. Uh, Every show is designed to let you know everything that's going on in games in Sheffield and in games and in Sheffield at the same time. Uh, So my name is Connor Clark and today I am joined by... Oh, it's me again. Uh, I'm Matt Turner uh, from the Treehouse Board Game Cafe. Uh, when we're not all locked inside, I teach people to play board games. Uh, and even when we are locked inside, I uh, run Dungeons & Dragons and I, I also talk about board games and video games and all sorts of things uh, and uh, be a general podcasting guy. Awesome. And I'm also joined by... Hiya. Uh, I'm Jade. Uh, I am a Twitch streamer. Uh I am a community manager for a social media network site called Ember, uh, and I think that's it. I've run out of titles. <laughs> uh, retro gaming connoisseur, I guess. Oh no, that's that's Domothy. That's not me. <laughs> I'm all right at retro games, but connoisseur might be pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, the only person in existence to have beaten Casper. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, it took me what three years, isn't it? You get a title for that, I'm sure. I'm sure the Queen has to write you a letter at that point, right? You can submit your time to the top of the speedrun leaderboards. <laughs> yeah, three years. It's still it's still number one, unbelievably. What a game. <laughs> how, how have you doing, Matt and Jade? How's, how, how, how's your week been? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been reasonable. Um, I've been quite stressed because um, uh, I mentioned to you earlier before we started recording, I have applied for a, an internal role at work. So my focus has been a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. I've not been doing any streaming, so I've not really kept up to date with my crew like I normally would. So mm-hmm. stuck to my homies in the chat. Um, and I've been playing uh, the Minish Cap, the Zelda game on mm-hmm. GBA. But I've not really done any computer gaming because I wanted to sort of make that distinction between I'm at work and I have logged off now to sort nice. of give my brain a bit of a rest. That's yeah, healthy. Some boundaries. Good. Yeah, yeah very healthy. Mm. I, I I do respect that. Um, I did a I did a, a twelve hour day at the computer the other day and it felt just felt rubbish afterwards. So um, <laughs> that's something that I need to I need to take a leaf out of your book I think and do that myself. Set a hard hard time just to be like right now. I'm leaving. I'm reading a book. I don't know. Whatever. Um, as Leah puts in the Twitch comments, uh, boundaries. What a concept. Yeah. Yeah. yeah work, work, left, work life balance. <laughs> Never heard of her. Uh, how, <laughs> how, how, how's your week been, Matt? Uh, you know, um, has mm. it has it been? Uh, I guess it has. Um, yeah, it's obviously being all rainy and snowy and stuff mm-hmm. um and it has been not being outside and it has been uh, a bunch of nonsense trying to find a house um but that has been that's been taking up most of the week frankly um uh that and just sort of trying to keep up with all commitments and things like that i have been in like full comfort gaming mode um we we spoke last week about how i had been um doing wide gaming you know i was mm-hmm. full of full of zip vim and vigor mm-hmm. to uh to play all a whole bunch of new games i'd been playing a, a cool new art game and i just loved it and i was having a great time this week i have just played like one game uh, i've just played ori in the world of wisps again real game um, incredibly comfortable, made me cry like twice um, because it's real. It's just, it's one of those games that just, it just is really good. It's like the Pixar movie. It's just good at tugging your heartstrings. In fact, I watched a Pixar movie. I watched Soul the other night. I didn't cry at that. I cried at Ori. <laughs> Goodness me. Wow, that is, that's the word. a big recommendation, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. If you like absolutely. To cry. <laughs> yeah, if you, I mean. <laughs> If you don't like to cry, then I don't know. I, we need to we need to talk because uh, <laughs> <laughs> this that's some some of I, well, okay. From what I've found, you know, uh, when when generally men who mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. who uh, like don't cry, they need it. They need they need a good cry. 
embrace most, the most of us yeah exactly embrace embrace that feeling um but yeah so that's that's been me in terms of like gaming to be honest mm. i found myself um like it's been so frustrating because because when i find myself stressed when i find myself like you know kind of retreating um i find that i um i stop doing new things and i just do do old things what i wanted to do um going under so i've been uh uh, like late last year i was i was streaming a bunch of going under really really enjoying myself really really enjoying getting into the streaming um vibe stream mindset i don't do much of it um and yet uh, th there i was loving it and um they had this enormous huge update called the working from home update uh, <laughs> where they put a bunch of stuff in that people have been been uh, asking for for ages and i wanted to stream that mm -hmm. but i just couldn't i couldn't I couldn't find the the impetus inside myself to to uh, to do that. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, it, like hopefully I'm, I'm going to be doing that. My one of my um, kind of New Year's resolutions is to is to try and stream more this year than I did last year. So um, I will uh, I will uh, be doing that. I just will be slightly behind the curve in terms of uh, in terms of when. Uh, updates come out you know yeah. people i don't know it's, 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 in terms of my size of streamer it probably doesn't matter hey you're streaming now like we are we are live on twitch so i mean it's mm. it's it it, it 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 counts i suppose um, right, playing the best game of all dialogue friends. between friends <laughs> <laughs> <My babe. laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I suppose I've been, I've been feeling similar to both of you this week. It's been, do, do you know what though? It's been kind of, it's been boring this week because not much has heresy has happened. There has been a storm, um, but I think a lot of people expected this past week to be slightly less than boring, particularly because of the very volatile um, political situation going across in the US, right? Where everyone was like, okay, it's inauguration is going to happen this week. What's going to happen? Is the US going to set on fire? Is, you know, <laughs> like, it, it, is just chaos going to absolutely rain? And no, it was mm. it was pleasantly boring. There's just, there was like, there were no crazy political things that happened. There was no like news. Yeah. I mean, news was just kind of blowing up with doom just as it always is. But it was like slightly more tolerable doom, I suppose. Um, so I, I did discover, I did discover over the course of this, like, you know, huge, crazy American political thing where like you can find like, I mean, you can always find live streams of the Senate and stuff, right? You can, mm. but I haven't previously. Um, when, uh, when all of the sedition stuff kicked off and all that kind of nonsense, mm. um, I, uh, I found something out, something about myself. I found that, um, I find the process of, I guess process, like the democratic process, listening to that, incredibly soothing. <laughs> <laughs> like knowing, it's not like the argument, not like the, the uh, I don't mean the political actual um, stuff that people are actually talking about. I mean the ritual, the ritual of democracy. <laughs> I find it incredibly soothing uh, because it's like, oh yeah, no, as long as these things, these people are saying things from a script and the, the, those those gears churn away as whether I'm looking or I don't, and it's just and there's a process to everything. And I, like I know it's an incredibly naive thing to think, but I um I yeah like um <laughs> like these Tom rules saying, are made to be followed, right? Rules finally yeah. not being broken for the first time in four or five <laughs> yes. years. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a weird stability in there, and I found myself fall, falling asleep to people reading out votes. <laughs> well, speaking of Doom, uh, Doom Rivel in the chat, apologies for blaming everything on you. Um, <laughs> but uh, Doom has says, Doom did say in the comments, so Met Boy, eh? And I feel like this is a good time <laughs> to give our weekly Met Boy update. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's the weekly Met Boy update. <laughs> yeah, so Met Boy, that's had lots of players this week in, the, in Europe. Uh, Jade, are you one of them yet? No. No. 
<laughs> She's I holding was, out. It's peer pressure, man. Like I've been taught about this in school. No. I'm 29 years old. I have to, I have to do what you say. Okay. Well, uh, 76 <laughs> people have been peer pressured into it, and that was the amount of players we've had in Europe this week, which I'm kind of super happy about because when we were playing it and fighting for those high scores, there was like four of us, um, and now there are 72 more. So I think there were 22 scores last I checked. Like yeah. as in as in when I say last I checked, I mean previous to last week. Yeah, it was like twenty two. So if if that's gone up by about fifty, yeah, that's great. I think I think it was. I'm gonna check. I, th I said seventy six. It might be wrong. Um, someone needs to check for me. Someone needs to open up Metboy on their phone. Um, <laughs> hear that? Just that, that, um... that noise. Um, but if not, um, listen to listen to previous episodes about why Metboy is absolutely amazing, <laughs> and then go download it on the, the, the app store because it's fantastic um, yeah and as Tom Bat as Tom Batty says uh, in, in the chat 76 people getting resolutely owned by Japan that's true no matter how many of us there are we still can't beat the scores of like this one tiny province in Japan mm -hmm. um, that has four people in it and uh, <laughs> and somehow has like 12 times the score of the entirety of Europe so actually, do you know, do you know what? They're, so currently, Europe has 80 players. So it's slightly more <laughs> than I thought. 80 players. Um, we're currently third on the international rankings behind HE, which are the previous. They are the Dons. They are our big rivals um, currently in second place. But actually, Tohoku are currently in first. Out of nowhere. Didn't expect, didn't see that coming. Um, yeah, the dark, dark Horse. Dark Horse. Yeah. So that's 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 the Met Boy update for the week. We'll uh, we'll come back onto that next week. See how it's going on. <laughs> the Met Boy update. <laughs> okay. Uh, other kind of news, I suppose, in in Sheffield. Like it was, it was kind of pretty boring. It just it just rained a lot. Like it was, no one was impacted by the storm, were they, Jade, Matt? You weren't bothered really. by no. Live on a hill. Live on a hill. So uh, no. Um, other than the. Uh, the stream in my cellar being slightly, slightly bigger than it usually is. That's a normal, don't worry, that's a normal thing for houses <laughs> in Shef Sheffield. Um, you might come to know it, you know, if you get lucky, you won't live in a, in, a, in a house with a stream in its cellar. But, you know, there are just some houses in Sheffield that just have streams in their cellar. Because it's built on a, about 600 billion rivers. Mm -hmm. And they all have tributaries. And some of those tributaries go through your house. Well, fair enough then. <laughs> so, man, that must be rough. If he's, is it not like? No, I'm not. I'm not going to go into kind of building regulations uh, and stuff. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll move on from that. Um, other kind of news. Uh, Tom Batty puts in the comments that there was the the official best handheld console of all time list in regards to gaming news that was posted by the Guardian. Um, and it was. And uh, I don't want to talk about it because PlayStation Vita only came in at number six. Um, whereas oh. it should have been number one. What was number one? Oh. Nintendo Switch. Oh, no. <laughs> was oh. it? Yeah. Was it really? Can you Goodness believe me. it? Can you believe it? Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you all enjoy it. <laughs> other, other, other Sheffield news. Um, the Treehouse Board Game Cafe. I feel like they're doing kind of new things every kind of week in the moment. Um, but well, or at least not bring doing new things. Um, Matt, I believe Treehouse are bringing back their quiz. Is that right? Um, <laughs> you know what? This is news to me. <laughs> okay. um... uh, I, I think I saw, I saw I saw on Facebook the other day. I think uh, their Treehouse obviously their Treehouse do do their kind of regular quiz. And they did one for Christmas. And I think there's a New, Year, a New Year's quiz and then they took a little bit of a break. Um, but now they're coming back as well. So um, I think it's this Sunday. They're normally Sunday. Yes, you know what? Yes, this this isn't news to me. I've just known about it for quite a while and then forgot about it. Cool. Um, <laughs> this, Yeah, um, Ben, uh, like, I've, I'm sure I've said it on the podcast before, but if you're a new listener, um, Ben, or it, it bears repeating to be honest, is... One of the best pub quiz masters I have uh, ever ever come across. Um, not, although he's he's uh, like a perfectly charismatic person. Like that isn't like the selling point here, though. It's his quizzes, mm. the artifact of the mm. questions he makes off his own back. Like they're amazing. They are um, devilishly difficult. Some of them are feel impossible until you know the answer, and then suddenly, oh my goodness, there it is. 
Um, some of them are projects that you can work on with your friends um, that you kind of like uh, feel really clever for getting to the end of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're always witty, clever, um, intelligent uh, quizzes that I think um, you'll really, really enjoy. So if you see, you know, oftentimes when it was in, in, in real, when it was physical, mm-hmm. uh, the Treehouse quiz um, uh, often attracted people who uh, fancied themselves pretty good at pub quizzes because mm. it, it doesn't ask you, you know, who, scold, who, who scored the final goal in the Premier <laughs> League um, of uh, 1996, right? It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. ask you those sorts of questions. Or, or it, it doesn't test, question. you, doesn't test your memory from this morning's newspaper, right? It's, it's exactly. Exactly. Um, and uh, so I can't like try it out. If you find, if you if you are someone who, who enjoys pub quizzes, but is looking for something a, with a little bit of a, a different spin on it, then uh, then go ahead and go to uh, Treehouse Sheffield or just go to the Treehouse um, Facebook page, the Treehouse Board Game Cafe Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Treehouse Sheffield um, in order to uh, in, in order to uh, get there, you know, to, mm. in order to find it. What well, I think uh, we did a quiz last year, um, and there was a cryptic cross, cross, crossword round. Right now, if you if you have like me and you look at the crosswords in the newspaper um, and look at the cryptic one, just think I'm never gonna get that. I'm never gonna understand that. Right? Um, he actually kind of guided. He actually had instructions that made sense to everyone about how cryptic crosswords worked. And then kind of guide you through doing a few of those questions. That was like, I was actually incredibly, like, I don't know. It just seemed kind of accessible in, in, in that kind of format of quiz questions. That was, that was really nice. Yeah. Uh, the, the number of times that I have seen a group of people, it, again, when it was all real, um, uh, I have seen a group of people gathered around uh, Ben at the, at the bar who sat there um, giving people that preliminary guide to cryptic cr- uh, crossword puzzles. Mm. Um, like it is, it is so nice because it's like, okay, folks, if you haven't done a cryptic crossword b- before, come over here for the general <laughs> rules. <laughs> it's nice. It's really good. It's always very, very busy. Uh, and other bit of uh, Sheffield news this week. Um, it was announced today, um, but this podcast, the Sheffield Gaming Podcast, is where we're, we're actually super really excited to announce that we are going to be hosting in two weeks time we're going to be hosting the official after show podcast thingy my bob for the yorkshire games festival which is happening uh in the 5th of february on friday the 5th of february uh, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a slight change to this podcast how this podcast works normally obviously we go live at 7 p.m when we're live on twitch and then it's kind of put as a podcast out the day after uh Actually, this time round, we're going to be going live at 4.30 in the afternoon, so slightly earlier, up until 6 o'clock, because there is actually another pub quiz that's happening, uh, being run by The Guardian journalists Keith Stewart and uh, Jordan Erica Weber, um, that's happening at 7pm in our normal time slot, and they've kicked us out of our time slot. (laughs) So, but... But we're, yeah, we're... No. people with well, you're telling me you're telling me that people with thing expertise and things to actually say are uh, are kicking us out of our time slot. How dare they? So rude. But yeah, but it's going to be a really fun show anyway. So that's in two weeks' time. Um, all about the Yorkshire Games Fest and about the talks that are happening in there. Go kind of check out that if you want to kind of see anything more about the Yorkshire Games Fest. They're going to have talks by um, game designers um, from. Ubisoft talking about kind of big Ubisoft games. One from CD Projekt Red talking about Cyberpunk 2077. I think the level design in Cyberpunk 2077, which should be quite interesting, um, and a few other really cool bits as well. But yeah, go, go have a look on that one. So yeah, that should be fun. Um, mm-hmm. Has anyone got any other bits of gaming news they'd like to talk about this week? Uh, yeah, local gaming news. Sorry, Jay, did you have anything? Um, I have lost my tab for it, though, so you'll have to wait for a second. Um, yeah, uh, so the... Um, uh, no, or everything's gone. Um, <laughs> yes, the Manchester Video Game Orchestra is, is going to be doing an actual, an actual gig, believe it or not, um, in uh, April. Um, I have to assume it's going to be uh, socially distanced. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is um, at the uh, Manchester Academy. Uh, which is, you know, close enough to um, be, you know, to attend. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, that is, it's been like rescheduled, I think, a couple of times, but any tickets that are bought, of course, are on it. 
uh, and remain valid. Um, but uh, yes, they are going to be playing a bunch. It's called uh, From Console to Concert Hall uh, 2.0, um, which, of course, is, that means it's the second uh, one of these they're done. They've done, and they're going to be doing some Grant Kirkhope um, uh, music from from the uh, the game soundtracks that Grant Kirkhope has done. That means, uh, if for those of you who don't know the name Grant Kirkhope, and if you if you don't, where have you been? Um, he did the soundtracks to GoldenEye 64, Banjo-Kazoo, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, um, Viva Pinata, uh, goodness me, Ukulele, uh, more recently. The Mario um, Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle game, which has a, a yes. stunning soundtrack. Um, just like heavy hit after heavy hit, really, seriously, an incredible, uh, incredibly talented um, uh, composer. Um, so uh, yeah, Manchester uh, Video Game Orchestra are going to be doing a, a, a bunch of his uh, work over there. Um, and uh, you can find all the ticket details on the uh, Manchester Academy website. Just search for mm. Manchester Video Game or actually just search for Video Game and it comes up. <laughs> nice. Uh, I've been to see kind of video game music in concert uh, once before back in Leeds and it was just yeah it was it's so nice getting in a room with everybody kind of absolutely loving that kind of music and just getting really excited when they know that the Skyrim drop is gonna drop um, <laughs> or you know something like that um, which is just is really nice I was like I recognize that game or even better so many people like looking at each other saying game is this from i swear i recognize this but i have no <laughs> idea where it's from um which is it's great um other bits of gaming news that i kind of picked up this week that i think it's just worth worth talking over um a big lady seemed to get a lot of people really excited on twitter uh, i don't know if you saw this but this was the resident that evil. happens quite a lot <laughs> yeah um it's just the resident evil 8 kind of gameplay was announced and a bit more another trailer of that um Animal Crossing is getting an official makeup range because, I don't know, Animal Crossing. I hope we can collect some like that at the, the museum. The Sims had one recently, didn't they? They brought out a, a Sims palette. I think it was a colour pop that did oh, really? it. They brought out some eyeshadow palettes, like Sims oh, wow. colours, that are born, like, don't think that's the right word, but they had no, like, semblance to the game or, like, there was, like, no theme there. They were just eyeshadow palettes. And huh. you'd expect it, like, maybe, like, greens, maybe? And I'm thinking... For the diamond, you get a big diamond over your head. Yeah. You might want to... That, that's a pop. You know, for those of us who do have big, <laughs> giant gems rotating above our heads, we kind of want that to, you know, to make that pop, right? So we, we, we wear green eyeshadows. But apparently not. Exactly. Well, they were just very neutral palettes. And I think everybody was like, this is a really good example of when, uh, like, a company sort of sells out just to shift some extra stuff to a different demographic yep sure yeah it's um like you know hate to say it there's like the sims continue making really good games that then slowly have the strangest monetary strategy applied to them Uh, (laughs) um but yeah of all games that you can have like something big and colorful uh coming out of it like the sims is just it's just a simulation game right Yeah, it doesn't have any, like, particular colours, apart from the green that I don't think was there, like, sort of assigned to it. Like, if you think Sims, I don't think colour, whereas, you know, some games you would like Sonic's Blue. Like, you know, you'd you'd sort of have an orange in there or a red and a pink. But the Sims... Well, let's let's talk Animal Crossing, though, because I I do feel like, you know, there there is a kind of um, palette to Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. No matter what colour there is, you can tell which colour they're going to use when it comes to Animal Crossing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of those pastels. There's a lot of those uh, kind of... um, You know, those kind of corals as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pink and blue and... Um, uh, and those kind of nice, nice kind of uh, pale greens um, that, uh, you know, you saw it in the... um, uh, now I can't remember honestly whether or not this was an official one or whether it was like a a weird, uh, strangely like pirated, uh, uh, prop- intellectual property infringing like add-on pack. <laughs> but um, there was a switch, an Animal Crossing switch, wasn't there, with different oh, um, yeah. coloured, uh, different coloured uh, controllers and and faceplate and all that sort of thing. Um, mm. And uh, it looked amazing. And uh, I I do know that I think. I think there was a, a bunch of stickers that made it look like that anyway um, that I saw because I got it advertised on Facebook over and over again. And I was like, I might, I might, I might. This was during like the massive Ferrari that, um, uh, that, that our uh, moderator Leah is, uh, is probably still 
in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I was when I was really deep down a uh, uh, down a uh, Animal Crossing rabbit hole, that was my yeah. last big. That was my last big um, expedition outside of the house before big lockdown number one was to go all the way to Smith's Toys and pick up the limited edition Switch that we'd bought for um, Leah's sister um, to have. So, yeah, I I, I associate strongly with that because I remember walking about. uh, This was before masks. Like, I didn't even have a mask, right? I don't think that was the masks were kind of being talked about much there. Um, But it was very much like keep your distance from everyone and everywhere was really quiet and... It was just a really weird time and no one knew what was going on. And then three days later, we went into national lockdown and it was kind of our decisions were made up for us. Um, How far we've come. Oh, go on. Sorry, go on, Matt. I was just going to say in what direction. Who knows? <laughs> uh, other cool news. Uh, Doom says in the comments that on gaming news, Afro Thunder and him discovered that the Master System and Mega Drive are still being produced in Brazil. Really? Officially? <laughs> yeah. Did Did you find out why, Doom? Officially, still making the master system of all things as well. Um, interesting. Fair enough. Um, officially, officially making the master system because I can imagine you know you could make if you could reproduce a master system or a Mega Drive and and pass them off as mm. real, you can make a lot of money. People spelt sellers for quite a lot on the internet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, officially, I guess um, if you're Sega, you might uh, make quite a lot of money by passing those off as the real thing. Well, it, it, so here's the thing, and actually, we'll come on to the kind of main thing we wanted to talk about today because one of the games I wanted to talk about today, um, which is a Sheffield-made game, is a game called Tanglewood, um, which is made by yes. Matt Phillips, Big Evil Core, um, and it's basically a game that he made two years ago. I think it was published. No, it was back in 2018. It was published. Um, and it's a game called Tanglewood, and it's made for the Mega Drive. And like it was made using the Mega Drive development kit um, on a Windows 95 PC, right? Um, and it runs on a Mega Drive cartridge. And he went to Sega, and he said, oh, I really like the, you know, I love the Mega Drive. I want to release a new game for it. Can I make a box, like have the Sega Mega Drive box? And they told him they weren't allowed because they weren't making any anymore. Um oh. So he made like a fake, he made like a fake version, but it just wasn't, you know, you think they said you can go and do it, but you just can't put Sega on it. So. Mm. You can have the same shape plastic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Oh man, I'm having like, I don't know what it is, but like that, that clear plastic that was wrapped around that papery uh, thing on physical boxes. I can't remember the last time I like... You know when you opened it up and the back would like peel off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same it would open videos up. as well. You could like yeah. bend them back on it and then just pull the slip out for no reason. But I didn't <laughs> think it. no reason at all. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. That's just a, a weird nostalgia hit. Even though I bet that you can do that today. I bet there are a bun- there are a bunch of things like DVDs and things like that you can do that today. But for some reason, I associate that very heavily with um, with with video games from the past. Mm-hmm. I think uh, regarding. Regarding that kind of opening up and having like the the sleeve inside the game box, um, I really like in the new Assassin's Creed game. Actually, obviously you can choose your characters to be male or female, um, and I was kind of freaked out when I opened the box and realised that they've completely replicated the entire box art, including like the little like warnings and age ratings and all those little things on the back. Um, but they just changed the character's gender around, um, so you can have whatever you want on the front or the back. Oh, nice. Um, now, kind of cool. now. Was that the case on shelves? Oh no, he's only the guy on shelves. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I have. It's like it's like the um, goodness me it goes right all all the way back to uh, Bioshock Infinite, where clearly the main character who you actually see in the game is Elizabeth, and yet uh, <laughs> on the on the uh, on the box art you have a man, a man in a. Uh, in a waistcoat with a sawn-off shotgun who you don't see in the entire game except for maybe once. I think one of... uh, Slightly uh, tangential, one of the hardest ever pub quiz rounds or gaming pub quiz rounds I ever saw was a selection of disembodied male avatar protagonists' heads from video games made in 2010. 
and it was oh, nine. It was just nine characters, but they were all just bold white dudes, and you just couldn't tell. <laughs> you had to tell what game they were from, and it was impossible. They were bold as well. That's even worse. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not that not that it's a problem to be bold. I'm just saying that, like, it, you know, hair sometimes plays a <laughs> plays a feature. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, so, what we went, what we were gonna, what we were gonna, hopefully, kind of uh, chat about uh, today was it was been like we've said, it's been a slow, a slow news week, and that's not a bad thing. I think that's quite a positive thing that's been relatively chilled out. We've all had plenty of our own stuff to deal with going into this never-ending lockdown right um but i think now is a really cool time to maybe um talk about the history of sheffield in video games and also why not whilst we're here talk about what are the best ever video games made in sheffield or around sheffield does that sound like a cool idea do you think we'll learn anything I think yeah. I'll definitely learn stuff because I, you know, in preparation here, I've been looking up some some games mm -hmm. that were made in Sheffield, and um, I know very few of them. Mm, same. <laughs> we get you get it a lot at the museum when we're like, oh, so this game was made in Sheffield. Everyone's like, what? I loved that game as a kid. I can't believe it was made down the road, literally next to Meadow mm. Hall, um, or you know. Um, so yeah. So I mean, well, the I mean, of, of, of the ones I. I have like of the ones I do know, I I love them all. So it's it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point though, because like I would love this to be some sort of like comprehensive list looking at all the games in Sheffield, but I have n I I have no idea if we're able to be comprehensive with this or not. Like I I'm not uh, the Sheffield video game oracle. Fortunately, I do know the Sheffield video game oracle, um, which is uh, Mark Hardesty. <laughs> who has literally written the book on Gremlin Graphics, the official history book on Gremlin Graphics, and is still the absolute, the, is, yeah, the complete oracle, the prophet of, 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 in fact, prophet's probably not, not the right word, but he knows everything, right, on Sheffield in video games. So maybe if we do make a list, we could throw it across to him and he'll just criticise it and be like, that wasn't made in Sheffield, that was made in Rotherham, <laughs> you idiot. Um, but, um, that was... That was made while we were uh, temporarily displaced. While they were temporarily <laughs> displaced due to a leaking pipe, uh, they had to move out of town for for about three weeks. In which that, in case that game was made. Oh, that's gonna happen, I know. But um, <laughs> but actually, actually, you know what? Also, raised last final bit of Sheffield news this week. You seen that Sheffield City Region is changing its name? So now, yeah, what they've decided to rename the Sheffield City Region. So you know that they use that kind of moniker to cover basically Sheffield plus Chesterfield plus Rotherham plus you know all the places around us. Um, they were going to change it. I think it's going to be called the South Yorkshire Combined Authority. Um, but I had hoped, yeah. I had hoped that they might call it Sheffield Two. Um, or... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, like uh, yeah, the the chef. Uh, uh, with a Z in it somehow because it's the, the late nineties. <laughs> Chefs. <laughs> Chefs. Chefs. So um Shetters. But, but <laughs> bring it back onto point. So yeah, Sheffield Games. Um I feel like if we're gonna make this list though, and I I I made, I've mocked up this image of a tournament bracket, right? So if we can maybe chat about this today, we could maybe kind of ask kind of I was gonna ask, ask ask you two and talk about different games, like what might be included, what might not be. And anybody that's listening along or anybody that's in the comments and Twitch chat right now, um, that has an idea for a Sheffield game that they think is absolutely brilliant, just kind of throw it across. Um and then what what I'd like to do is basically create a list of 16 games, or short list of 16 games that are all super significant and made in Sheffield um, and super great games. And then we'll basically have a tournament knockout where we will go through them one by one and hopefully come up with some sort of winner, I guess. Um, I, I, I feel bad now because I know there's gonna be so many fantastic games that aren't going to be winners and I feel sorry for them already, but that is the rules, so. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, uh, like I think, I think in general, most most games that enter into this, people will be learning about. Um, yeah. uh, some, some will. I certainly know several of the games that are, are are kind of on this 
on this non-comprehensive list. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, like, I think um, some of them fly under the radar. Mm. Mm, for sure. Um, all right, ground rules then. Ground rules on what this list includes. Um, because it's going to get slightly complicated and I feel like we need to have at least some sort of benchmark we can go back to. Um, so games, game development is an incredibly international and kind of collaborative affair. Um, like now, in the last 10 years, more than absolutely ever. Um, so I think if we're talking about games that are made exclusively in Sheffield, there are plenty, but like people, I think it'll be a bit of a struggle when we start looking at games that are absolutely amazing, but maybe had were cross-made in Sheffield and also made in somewhere else, right? Um, so I don't know what we're going to do there. If we're happy to be flexible um, about saying, oh, you know what, that game was made mm, it was in Chesterfield, but you know what, whatever, we'll take it. Um, or what, I don't know if we're happy with that. I'll be honest, Connor, I think I'd be happy with um, anyone who was involved in this game who lived in Sheffield at any time. But, you know, that's okay. that's just me. So well, <laughs> well, that's interesting because that opens up a lot of different games there, <laughs> right? Because yeah. how, how this is where it gets also complicated in that there are a lot of games that may have been designed elsewhere, even as far as like Japan, right? Um, but have then been ported by people within Sheffield, ported to different systems. Mm. So does that kind of count? So um, one big one is, I think it's the Furious B um, development studio that have ported games such as Her Story and Telling Lies, which are the Sam Barlow kind of story-based FMV style games that are some of the best yeah. games ever, right? Mm. Um, and like the, the, the shiny examples on the, the peak of what FMV games can be like, um, but they weren't they weren't technically designed in Sheffield, but they were ported to mobile systems and iOS in Sheffield. Um, or, or actually a big one, um, Outrun 2 was developed by Sega, and they made originally made as an arcade machine, but they was then ported onto Xbox um, and PlayStation Two, I think, by Sumo Digital, one of their kind of first games working with Sega. Um, and also out of that, then Sumo Digital went and made Outrun two thousand and six, Coast to Coast, which is technically their game. Like they fully own that game. That's a full kind of home console game, but it's based on the skeleton of Outrun two, and that skeleton was designed in Japan. So I mean I, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm I'm just getting, everything's getting messy or complicated. But I mean, are we happy yeah. to count it? Why has I mean, it been so like convoluted? <laughs> <laughs> because because I I think because I was like okay I everything is involved and then I realised okay well actually that's as Connor <laughs> explained um, that adds quite a lot of really strange ed- edge cases that we probably shouldn't. My head's fried just listening that. to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think maybe, maybe maybe we'll feature them in. I'm just afraid that because for me, Outrun 2006 is on the uh, if it's on the in the bracket for me, it's going straight to number one. But then I feel like mm. people might get annoyed. Um, so. I don't I don't understand because <laughs> because you at that point have have overlooked. Um, uh, the the Sega Kart Racing that Sumo Digital did, oh, okay, um, yeah. which is the best game made in Sheffield, definitely. Oh, also oh, we've got. Oh, we've we got, got, we're going to argue for one. We, we, if, if you'd like to, um, <laughs> you, yeah, because obviously wacky races. Wacky races <laughs> for the place of course. In Gremlin, yeah, I've just I've been looking through the list like nope, nope, nope. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that game exists only because you played it on stream. <laughs> That was we. I think yeah, a lot of people watched that stream, and that everyone was watching it. Like, wow, the Wacky Races game is really good. Hey, I bought that in Castle Market um, back when it was down at, down near Haymarket. Got it in that little tiny, you know, corner shop thing that was stuck downstairs that had loads of Dreamcast and old games yeah. in it that didn't necessarily come in the right case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's fair. Like, it's like a bonus box when you just bought the game and then, oh, maybe the game's inside, maybe it's not, who knows? Yeah, or like the um, the leaflet inside had been printed out and the CD case or something was like blue and the CD was written with marker. <laughs> yeah. Legit. <laughs> hey, it played well. Um, I, did, I did just realise that, that uh, Gremlin also did the Lotus, Lotus Challenge 2, mm. um, which... 
Um, as I remember, if I'm remembering the right game in this series, which it seems like there were about 600 billion of, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, um, you could, you could, there was a cheat that let you get a tank, um, in it. You're just, it's a, it's a racing game, Lotus mm-hmm, Challenge, mm-hmm. um, in which you're driving Lotus cars, um, and, uh, you could just get a tank and just, just, you know, shoot all the other races out of the way. And uh, that was my, that was probably my earliest exposure on a PC to, uh, to cheating in a game. <laughs> uh, so Lotus ones were interesting because Lotus Esprit Racing Challenge. Um, yeah, like I said, another game made by Gremlin. Um, I think that was originally on, was it originally on the Amiga? Um, published by Sumo, not necessarily developed in Sheffield though. Um, mm, but I would just have right. to check. I know. See, it's a minefield. You get to <laughs> but Sheffield has had such an influence that it worked on lots of different things. Um, but like, actually, kind of, if we're saying it's a, a Sheffield game, then actually things kind of, I don't know, get a bit messy. Um, but if if we're talking racing games by by Gremlin Graphics, then for me, like uh, Top Gear, the original Top Wrong. Gear, Top Gear One, <laughs> Top Gear and Top Gear Two, and then Top Gear Three Thousand as well. Um, they were. Some people will say that they are outrun ripoffs. Those people are wrong. And <laughs> Top Gear has a split screen mode that was just an absolute godsend to me as a youngster. Um, so I absolutely loved that on the SNES. So Top love, Gear love 3000. Yeah. Clarkson. So it's not Jeremy Clarkson. It's not based. On, it's not based on the TV show in any in any way. Um, it's just racing. Just just it's Top Gear. Yeah. <laughs> But, but Jeremy Clarkson has been has been the ruler of Earth now for <laughs> eight hundred years, keeping himself al- alive with nano juices. <laughs> uh, so other other fantastic games. So obviously we t- talked about a lot of kind of Gremlin graphics uh, games. Um, so I mean it's in, it's it's inevitable we're going to talk about kind of Gremlin graphics when we're talking about the best games ever made in Sheffield because they are Gremlin are some of the most influential uk game developers or that that, that that history is some of the most influential in the country even in the world right so when we're going back to when gremlin started kind of you know mid early 80s um like they've just made so many fantastic games and kind of kick-started the uk gaming industry really to a to a, to, a, to a strong extent um alongside lots of others like codemasters etc uh, and all of the twins um but you know they have a massive massive kind of influence um and they made lots and lots of games and they released lots and lots of games um and then in the late 90s they became infograms um for a few years and they were bought out by french the french company called infograms and then it kind of slightly collapsed a little bit but from the ashes of that came sumo digital which is now one of the biggest kind of game development studios working on lots of games as well so like we just look through their library we're gonna find absolute like golden kind of games on there um particularly newer ones as well actually so like some of the uh, some of the games sumo have been working on recently Sackboy, a big adventure for the ps5 like if we're talking about kind of the technical oh the technical yeah. achievements of games like that's probably gonna be number one right Oh yeah, the, like I, like I I was kind of being tongue in cheek about the 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 Sonic Racing All Star Racing thing, but like some of the latest things that um and I, I don't know that was a little while ago, mm-hmm. but um uh Team Sonic Racing was actually they re released it right uh, yeah. uh last couple of years ago, um but yeah um the so the latest stuff some of the latest stuff that, that Sumo's done has been the best it's ever been like Snake mm-hmm. Pass when when the Switch came out was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Snake Pass is awesome, and I really like. So that is a proper, proper Sheffield game because, well, one, it's named after the Snake Pass, right, the road. Um, mm-hmm. But like, it was made um, in from a game jam. I've just like, just like Sheffield kind of developers, just in their little office, just like saying, "Oh, well, this would be a cool idea. Why don't we try doing this?" And then becoming cool. like a, a yeah, really kind of awesome. a really cool game. Um, so love that. Um, Another new one they released this year as well, or oh, I say this year, but it was 2020. Uh, Hot Shot Racing. I don't know if any if anyone's tried that, but that is like 80s kind of 90 or 90s like Ridge Racer style kind of arcade racing, just yeah, kind of distilled. Yeah, it's I think it's on Game Pass, um, mm. and it's just this this perfect kind of arcade racer that is absolutely fantastic as well. So um, I love that. But once again, it's that one. Oh, what's that Sumo Lemington? Oh, see. 
that was published by Sumo, but I'm not necessarily if that was a Sheffield developed game. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> we'll take it. Maybe don't end. Awesome. So looking through kind of looking through their kind of backlog of Gremlin, Infograms and Sumo, any other highlights that drop that that jump out to to either of you? Uh, I didn't realise that Forza Horizon uh, is, is that one that was um, adapted, or is that one that was uh, Forza Horizon Two? Sorry, mm. the, um, I think they collaborated uh, Playground. with Playground on that because they've kind of been Forza Horizon games have been Playgrounds, uh, Playground games kind of baby uh, for a while. But I believe kind of Sumo have been often been kind of um, the company that people go to for support. Um, and kind of been outsourced and they work on lots of different games. Lots of different games that they probably won't even been allowed to say that they worked on as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, but I believe they offer kind of technical support there. I'm not too sure what they did. Um, maybe. If there's any uh, they, I think, they, I think they, it looks like they, they did the Xbox 360 version. Uh-huh. There you go. Um, yeah, man, there's just so many here. Um, but, mm. like, yeah, it, there's there's... <laughs> A lot. Um, I'm looking at uh, Gremlin Interactive, uh, uh, seeing that they did, um, again, they didn't develop it. They did the uh, publishing for it. Um, they did Body Harvest, which is a game that I um, played demos of, like demos, you know, uh, you know, sort of I was allowed to play in a, in a shop for about uh, like a half an hour while mm-hmm. my mom walked around a shopping center. Yeah. Uh, and then I played that same half an hour about 12 times and always wanted it but, but could never could get never get my mum to buy it <laughs> good men, men in black the game mm-hmm. oh developed somewhat oh never mind <laughs> many of these Why that are on this list this? <laughs> it's hard. i mean there's like it's like mickey mouse the video game and i'm looking at it and I'm like well that does technically look a bit like mickey mouse uh but not not a lot uh, it's like it's an Amiga game, and it's like Mickey Mouse is like has a body shaped like a barrel, and uh, yeah. uh, it's just sort of like he almost looks like Mickey Mouse, definitely. What about Gary Lineker's Superstar Soccer? I, I, I think so. That. I I I I I did did see that one myself, and I was like, oh yeah, love 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 Gary Lineker. Let's get let's get him on the list. Um, but actually, Sumo also made the actual soccer games, which were kind of genuinely groundbreaking um, and like a big competitor to FIFA back in like the late north, late nineties. Um, and also, iconically, they were the, they were the only ones brave enough to have Alan Shearer on the cover. Um, and I had a big nostalgia hit playing uh, Actual Soccer Three, and I just remember that game it had like had live commentary that responded to the, what was happening on in the game, like absolutely mm. mind blowing that the game could do this. Yeah. Um, and also my favourite one was when you went when you got a throw in in the game, you could walk up and down the line. So you could like, oh, I'm just going to walk back a bit, or I'm going to walk forward and just yeah. walk halfway down the pitch. Right, tiny I little things. I loved loved that. Loved it. So. What was the um, <laughs> virtual soccer or striker or whatever for the Dreamcast? Ooh. Because you could get like I remember getting the Christmas sort of bundle. I got Sonic Adventure. I got Lara Croft, mm-hmm. and a football game. I can't remember which one it was, but I'm sure you could do that on that when you sort of went up and down the line. It's been really I didn't cute. really understand it too fair. You're exactly you're exactly where I am in um in, in, in this dialogue, uh Jade, in that <laughs> you, you call them all football game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really bad. But then again, I call, I call everything a shooting game as well. So really. <laughs> So the yeah. final for the best Sheffield game ever is foot- football game versus shooting game. <laughs> football game, shooting game. I'm actually, you know what? I'm not seeing a lot of shooting games here, which I think is quite interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there might be a couple, but uh, Crackdown 3, obviously that was a game made in Sumo. That's a very, very shooty game, an explosion game. That's got some explosions in it, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, if you... Um, if you've played Crackdown, you know that it isn't really a shooter game. It's mainly a game about jumping to the top of buildings um, <laughs> and ignoring everything else in the world. Parkour. Yeah, yeah. Except you've got big superhero jumps. Oh, big. Um, so you just jump to one bit of a building, and then you jump to another bit of a building, and then you jump to another bit of a building, and then you're on top of a building, and you go, "Oh, where, where's the next green glowing object that I need to get?" And then you go, "Oh, it's over there." All right, well, I'll jump off this building. Boing. And then you just sort of like jump up the next bit of a building, jump up. The... And it's just that. It's just it's meditation in a way. 
Mm-hmm. Sure, there's some gangsters shooting at you from below, but you're a superhero. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're just boing. Oh, wait, Crackdown 3 was zombies, I think. But either way, just boing mm-hmm. is my point. Sounds sick. Should have renamed it. Crack boing. Um, <laughs> other, other, uh, other kind of really uh, influential games. And actually, another rule that I think we need to tackle is do we allow uh, multiple games of the same series? Because pro- arguably the most kind of... I think arguably some of the most iconic Sheffield games ever are the Monty Mole series, right? Which is some of Gremlin's kind of first massive hits that were absolutely huge in this kind of era of uh, home computing. Um, so Wanted, Monty Mole, Monty on the Run, Alfie the same Monty, even Monty Christmas, right? Which is a Christmas specific game. Um, Monty's innocent. <laughs> these are all um, like super, super kind of icon- iconic Monty Mole games. Um, are we allowing all of them to go on the list? Because some people will say Alfie say Monty is the best because that's kind of the peak of its of its technical achievements. Some people say the original might be the best, or even Monty on the Run. So, do we just shove do we just shove them all in in one series or or what? I mean, do you know, Monty isn't seeming so innocent now that I'm seeing that there's other games in the series called On the Run and Wanted. <laughs> Full on criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a wanted criminal. Um, <laughs> Now, I, what I want to know is, 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 the re- is um, this Monty Mole series the reason that I can't get any good merchandise from Nintendo for, <laughs> from, that, from that cute, cute boy, my favourite boy from the Mario Party series, because when he wins a star, he does a slap of his belly. It's really cute. Um, is that why I can't get a good, massive, big plush the size of my entire torso? Um, is that why? Um... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's monty's crimes maybe Mon- monty monty mole's crimes were to stop me getting that best plush in the world <laughs> by the way if anyone ever finds one immediately send me a link at matt speaks words on twitter i will spend an arm and a leg to get a, a monty mole plush the size of and and i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i will even take a gremlin one because monty mole the character's are um, ideal. Matt, Matt was so relentless in his search for revenge against Nintendo's Monty Mole that he actually, Monty Mole <laughs> had to escape into the past. It was the only way he can get away. <laughs> Went to before Nintendo even started making Mario games. Um, uh, other kind of other kind of really kind of iconic games I think that I kind of want to throw out there. Uh, Zool, did anyone play Zool? Ninja of the Nth Dimension. I've definitely seen it played, I think, on Games Done Quick. But I, don't, I don't think I've ever played it myself. I'd recommend giving it a great shout. It's kind of it's the site it's a 2D platformer kind of inspired by Sonic Mario games when they were kind of at their at their peak. Um interesting story behind it is that they kind of ran out of money to make it. So they launched one of the biggest kind of um partnership and you know, marketing deals with Chupa Chups. So the entire first world and first three levels are in the Chupa Chup world and there's lots of Chupa Chup signage. Wait, Zool's the Chupa Chup game? Yep, Zool's the Chupa Chup game, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I played that loads. <laughs> I just called it the Chupa Chup game. <laughs> yep, that's Zool. There you go. <laughs> oh, great, yeah, great no. game. Don't, if you want to replay it, don't play the Amiga version because it's really zoomed in. It's really hard. Um, so play any of the, the other versions. I think there's a version on SNES. So that's probably the best. I think, I think I played it on the Acorn Archimedes, actually. Oh, yes, you might have done. Uh... Other other classic games. We're going into the Infogrames era. Um, Hogs of War. If you made, if anyone anyone play Hogs of War, so there is actually a kind of a kind of a slight trend in that a lot of these are kind of inspired by current games that are going that are um, also big around a similar time. Um, Hogs of War was inspired by Worms, and was the 3D Worms actually. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you. I, I I do remember that. I had a demo of that. On uh, one of my first gaming actual PCs, that wasn't the Acorn Archimedes. Um, I had a, I had a demo for Hogs of War. It was great. Um, it did have Rick Mail in it. Yeah, he was Rick Mail. Was the was the voices of all the pigs, including. Ah. So it was set. I think it was set in World War Two, and they had Nazi pigs. Um, and Rick Mail oh. was the voice of those as well. Um, mm. uh, it's said, still on Steam. It's still on Steam. Also, there was so Sheffield University, Sheffield Hallam University, a couple of years back, uh, ran a project with its uh, Steel Minions um, development 
studio, which is all made up of students, to remake uh, Hogs of War, I think in either Unity or Unreal Engine 4, and I think it was called Hogs of War Reloaded, and it's worth kind of checking out because it looks really... Or was it, was it re- reheated? I think it was. There's a picture of a sausage. Um, <laughs> and so go check uh, that out. And also, there is also in this past year, Hogs of War was having a bit of a revival, I'm telling you. Hogs of War has also had a card game and now a board game have both been kickstarted, successfully kickstarted, um, and they just look ace. So, yeah. What What is it about 90s UK development that is just so precious, so perfect, that it ends up with jokes like uh, just on the front cover of a game being like a sausage. Like, um, you know, like, it's so of a time. I Like, all those jokes that Rare used to make all through the Conqueror and the Banjo series and all that sort, sort of thing, there is, a, there is a zeitgeist in UK gaming that just was outside of everything else. Just made of its own uh, its own strange star stuff that kind of um, that that persists to this mm-hmm. day as a special kind of humor you will not find anywhere else. Um, I, I mean, I, I found it like a month back when I was playing um, over Christmas when I was playing uh, ukulele, which is by Play, uh, Platonic, mm-hmm. who are just ex rare devs um, from the nineties, and they have a snake called Trouser who is like a, a snake oh. in a pair of trousers. Um, and uh, it is like, you just think, how long have they been waiting to put a character <laughs> named that in a game? Ugh, any amount of time is too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I admit, like, I agree. Um, it should have immediately been out. And so they could keep making more of those jokes. <laughs> uh, okay. My final kind of iconic one, so we were talking about video game music earlier, so final kind of iconic one um, from the Gremlin and Infograms and Sumo kind of back catalogue um, is also Thing on a Spring, um, which is actually the first appearance of, well, the first kind of game credit for Rob Hubbard, who is one of the most iconic kind of game composers in the UK as well. Um, and hopefully, I'm sure they'll be playing some of Rob Hubbard's tracks um, at, that, at that concert. If not, then they should be. Um, and then also, I'll kind of, we're slightly running out of time, but I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to other kind of newer games as well um, that have really been really successful. Uh, one of them, absolutely amazing because it's the perfect game to play on your the greatest handheld console of all time, the PlayStation Vita. Um, it's a game called 10 Second Ninja X, which I think was given away on PS Plus. So if you, you, may, you may have it in your back catalogue. Um, either of you played that? No, no, never. Like, I, I never owned a uh, a Vita. A Vita. Me neither. Uh, uh, okay, I'll, uh, <laughs> I know what I'm getting you for your birthday this year. <laughs> I mean, I would happily, I would honestly, honestly, happily receive a PlayStation Vita. I have only had friends apparently who love it. So <laughs> somehow people find their way to me in order to tell me that the PlayStation Vita is really important. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and final game is the kind of absolute kind of uh, was the YouTube sensation basically. Uh, Gang Beasts made by Bone Life. Yes, um, that's a great game. Successful. Fantastic, successful, yeah, and 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 made right by the train station. I'm pretty sure right by Showcase Cinema. Um, so much fun. Hmm. It's it's so much fun. Like I have never laughed quite as hard as as me being stretched to a, into infinity because I was hit by a sign while trying to throw someone off a truck. <laughs> but except my leg was caught in a door. It's just it like it it's great. It's just so it's like that organized jank that works so perfectly well. There there is there is no better joy than the final victor on Gang Beast. Everyone else has fallen, has been like knocked into a train or, you know, stretched to oblivion. Um, and then the final victor just raising their hands silently in celebration. Um, <laughs> in this stupid little goofy little pose, uh, which is just absolutely amazing. They don't, they're, they're not smiling, but you can see they're smiling on the inside, right? Um, yeah, their body language is that of a champion. <laughs> okay, uh, well, they're the kind of they're the kind of big hitters. I think I think we've nailed down some laws now. We'll come back to this on a future week, uh, and we'll see if we can build our bracket and start kind of knocking certain games off. Um, so yeah, thank you for kind of uh, listening to listening to all that and kind of going through that with me, both of you, um, and everyone in the Twitch chat. Um, 
we started last week, but also this week, I wanted to kind of throw it over to Jade, because Jade, uh, oh. you wanted to kind of uh, share some information about some people that you've kind of been working with, been chatting with. Um, and it'd be really cool if you have any more. Uh, yeah, I do have another one. Um, do you have the links that I sent to you during the week? I do. Hopefully, our moderator should have it. Um, I can't. I don't know what the moderation uh, thing is. Leah, please help. Um, and do you have them available to share on stream? Um, I have them to go in the comments, and I can see if I can put them up on stream. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because just because it's um, it's an artist, so it would be just... better if we could. Okay. Yeah. So we can actually put show it, them. Put it. Put it over my face. I. Well, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Silly vision. There we go. We're hanging on. We're hanging on. <laughs> We're hanging on. It's okay. I can. I'll, I'll cut this bit out. It's fine. Um... <laughs> oh, he's gone mad with power now. He does anything. <laughs> it's just like um, a little bonus for people that are watching the, the live stream, and it just gives people an incentive to come back to it as well, so they can have a look. Absolutely. That's a good point. You know what? While 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 um, Connor's doing that. Um, uh, if you are listening on the, um, on, on, on the podcast, uh, afterwards, if you're listening in the future, um, we record live on Twitch on, uh, uh twitch.tv forward slash MVM UK, um, every Friday night at 7 PM. Um, if you, uh, happen to be free and you're listening and you think, ah, it'd be nice to be part of that, that whole thing, pop on over, participate in the chat. And, uh, and and generally experience uh, the 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 glory of being part of the Sheffield gaming community. Glory, yeah. Heck There's yeah. glory here. Glory to be found. Okay, cool. So I've got uh, Instagram page up here. I believe that was the links I got, and that and a Twitter account. So um, I can show some of the art here. Is that coming yeah, through so live? Mm -hmm. I can see it. All right. I think if hopefully everyone else can. Awesome. Yeah. And we've got the links above in chat as well, which is awesome. All right, yeah, so um, something I did recently was just reach out to the Women in Games community because uh, I'm an ambassador for, the, for those guys, uh, just to get some sort of idea about what were anyone that identifies as a woman is doing in the community, whether that be sort of, you know, uh, art, like artist stuff like this or uh, marketing or game design or development because there's women doing all sorts of jobs in the game industry. It's not necessarily directly making games because obviously you need someone to to sell it you need somebody to to do like the paperwork for it you need legal people um and there's just still not enough women in the industry mm -hmm. um so i decided to take just like five minutes at the end of each uh, podcast just to sort of show showcase someone's work um who we've got here is silly vision that's silly vision studios uh and she is a trans woman who loves the art community and it's just said as well that it's treated her really well over the years. Um, and the, da, 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 let's have a look. So she's a freelance artist, started doing commissions not too long ago, although she has been in the art community for quite some time. She offers a wide range of commissions, including animation, uh, Twitch emotes, full body drawings, and is looking to expand her commission options as well. Um, if you do want to get in touch, if you like what you see in here, this sort of style, you can get in touch with Silly Vision on Twitter, um, which is twitter.com slash silly vision and the first i envision is a number one mm. so that's on the, the only old, difference on the um, instagram oh, sorry yeah on twitter i, yeah. I love this and i'm just it, looking through this instagram and they're so so expressive and um like i i, I kind of want to say they're kind of cartoon like but that's because of the bright colors that are kind of coming through but they've just got these kind of they're, they're just like hyper exaggerated in a really really kind of cool way looking at this this flambeau show one that's so good that's beautiful isn't it mm. There's some really talented people out there, and I think it's quite easy to get lost in a sea of people that are sort of tweeting daily, you know, seeing if anybody needs anything for the Twitch, mm. doing layouts, doing loading screens, uh, doing drawings for the people that, you know, when I sort of put the, the fishing rod out there to try and get people to to get in touch with me, you find it's, it's from quite small artists, and they're amazing at what they do. Mm. And it's just a shame that they kind of get lost in a flurry of other people that might be doing slightly better on the followers like side of things. Mm. Mm. Um, a few artists I know as well I do, do live Twitch streams of them doing the drawings, and it's just so like, it's really relaxing to watch, and they're obviously so talented. I mean, it makes you jealous, because I can't do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, yeah, just look at them, they're, they are, they're awesome. And um, yeah, if you wanted to get in touch with Silly Vision, if you like that sort of thing, then you can catch her on, on Twitter or on Instagram, as you can see here. 
if you and I don't know if they if she does uh, take these kind of commissions, but if you are um, no, don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> um, if you are uh, like uh, an RPG player like me. Um, then uh, there is nothing more satisfying than uh, asking an artist that you have found on Twitter um, that you like the work of to uh, uh, commissioning uh, art of your D&D character or role-playing character. Um, It is Mm. so good. It is really nice to have that realized. Um, even if they die the next session, you have <laughs> someone to uh, like. You you have something to look at and say like that. That is this, that is that that person's. Um, it's almost like a souvenir, but not even even better than a souvenir, right? Because it's something mm-hmm. that immortalizes experiences that you have had um, that will automatically bring back all the memories of the, of, of what that character's been through. Um, uh, yes, do that if if uh, find an artist you love, uh, just like television and um, and and and. and Get 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 in their, their DMs for commissions. Love that, love that. Heck yeah! Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, Jade. Um, Jade, whereabouts can people find you on 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 the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Nuxbear. You can find me on Twitch. It's Twitch.tv/nuxbear. Um, yeah, those are the main two places you you can find me if you'd like to. <laughs> awesome. And Matt, whereabouts can people find you after this podcast? Oh, well, um, well, the first thing I want you to do is go, go to treehousesheffield.com and uh, get yourself a board game night in a box. Get yourself, uh, buy yourself a board game, buy yourself um, some snacks and drinks to go with it because, hey, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, also, um, if you want to find more of me speaking words, that will uh, be over on uh, Twitter. Uh, that is at Matt Speaks Words on Twitter. But uh, if you want to he- actually hear me doing the, the words... Uh, and speaking the words, you can uh, you can you can go over to soundcloud.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast where I do a podcast uh, in which we pitch the best movies that will never get made. Um, those are we base them on titles uh, that you the, the the audience give to us. So um, it's really appreciated if you over there and give us titles. We have just put out a call for titles for the cyberpunk genre. Um, hopefully we'll be a bit more. Um, punk than cyber uh, but uh, if we uh, I don't know um, uh, I, Jay pulled a face and I, I, I agree um, <laughs> yeah but uh, go over there go to twitter.com forward slash life's a pitch show um, and uh, you can give us your titles on there um, and uh, we will try and pitch them on the show and you can listen to them uh, a week later when we when we tr- decide on plot points and casting and marketing strategies and all sorts of things uh, for those movies. So um, uh, you can even, even if, you, if you're the main main pitch, you even get a poster designed for the pitch, the, the, the title that you made. Oh, cool. I think I actually, yeah, I think Leah got her, one of hers chosen. She's got kind of a cool poster with the, the, um, the Monopoly guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I bet you're going to get some absolutely amazing names for cyberpunk because that's got to be a rich, so. rich, oh, rich kind of, <laughs> uh, pickings there. Uh, and also um, from me, you can find me at Chronicleon uh, or just kind of anything to do with the National Video Game Museum um, in Sheffield. And check us all out on at Sheffield Gaming on Twitter as well. Otherwise, thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.